This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in his word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host, Erin Benziger. Thanks for tuning in today. Ladies, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 20. We're going to head toward the end of this gospel here. Chapter 20, verse 30. I'm going to read verses 30 and 31. I'm reading from the ESV today. John chapter 20, verse 30. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now these are familiar verses, aren't they? I think many of us are familiar with John's little um, helpful hint here in his gospel saying, hey, guess what? This is why I wrote this book. And um, I heard a sermon the other day that um, focused, kind of took these verses and then went to another passage of John, actually John chapter 3, another very familiar passage, and kind of fleshed that out in light of these verses. Uh, That sermon was by Dick Lucas. Um, You can find it over on the Truth For Life website. I will link it at Equipping Eve. Uh, And he calls these verses the interpretive key to the Gospel of John. And I just thought that was a really helpful way of thinking about them. And so I heard that sermon. And then a week or so later, I decided to just start reading through the Gospel of John as part of my daily Bible reading. And as I'm reading through the Gospel of John, I'm seeing so many instances of these words so that you may believe, so that they may believe, may believe, may believe, may believe, not Maybelline, may believe. And it just struck me. And I thought, you know, John's been telling us this throughout his entire gospel. And then at the end, he's thinking, okay, just in case you didn't get it yet, I wrote these down, these particular signs so that you may believe. Jesus did a lot more. The books, all the books in the world could not contain them, but these are the ones I wrote. So let's take a quick whirlwind through the Gospel of John here, ladies. This isn't exhaustive at all. But go back now to chapter 9, verse 36. Now, actually, let's start at verse 35. Of course, I'd love to read the whole story to you, but this is where Jesus heals the man who was blind from birth. Chapter 9, verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. This is the blind man after he had been healed. And having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The blind man answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Lord, uh, who, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus says, You have seen him. You've seen him. You're no longer blind. You're actually looking at him. It's me. And the man says, 
Lord, I believe, so that you may believe. All right, let's look at chapter 10. Verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus is making the Jews angry because he's claiming that he and the Father are one. Verse 32, Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, it's not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father." Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. Here's Jesus saying, listen, if I'm not doing the works of my father, then don't believe me. But if I am doing them, even if you don't believe me and what I'm saying, believe the works. And what did John say? He wrote these works so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Chapter 11 Verse 11, so Lazarus is dead. Verse 11, after saying these things, Jesus said to them, his disciples, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And then further, as we move down to Jesus arrives uh, to the home of Martha and Mary and Bethany, and they're sobbing and weeping over their brother. And in verse 38, Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. I said these things so that they may believe that you sent me. Chapter 13, ladies, we're still in the book of John for a reason. So Jesus has just finished washing the disciples' feet. Uh, let's say, let's start with verse 15 here. Chapter 13, verse 15. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. 
but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Do we see the pattern? Chapter 14, ladies, moving on. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. You see, he's telling them what's going to happen before it takes place so that when it happens, they will believe. That's what we saw in chapter 13. We see it again in chapter 14. Let's move on to chapter 17, the high priestly prayer. We're all familiar with this. I love this chapter. Verse 20, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. One more, ladies. Again, this was not an exhaustive list. I just picked a few. Chapter 19. And we'll start with verse 31. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. This is John talking about himself. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says they will look on him whom they have pierced, so that you may believe. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, John says, chapter 20, verse 30, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Think about that, ladies. Next time you read the Gospel of John, read it in light of that interpretive key there in chapter 20. Okay, ladies, so uh, just as our endorsement for the day, um, I'm going to endorse the Bible, um, but a specific version of it because I think it's my favorite. The Cambridge Clarion Bible is an awesome format. It's like perfectly fits in one hand. It's single column paragraph format, um, and I think it's 
yeah, it's just about perfect for me at this point in time. Someday I won't be able to read it because the print will be too small. That's already happened to me with the Cambridge Pit Minion. Um, but you know, if you are looking for more of a kind of personal size, nice handy size to take to church and even to, to sit at home and read, I do highly recommend the Cambridge Clarion. I don't get any sort of kickback from these endorsements. These are just based on personal experience and personal preference. So there you go. And that's my endorsement for the day. And just as a parting thought, ladies, do you believe, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God? so that you may have life in his name, not do you know the right things. That's not what belief is. A lot of people can say a lot of true things and know a lot of facts about Jesus. Do you believe? There's no other name under heaven by which we might be saved. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? All right, ladies, that is all for today. Until next time, get in your Bibles, get on your knees, and get equipped. Thanks for listening.